Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag basketball.com. Hashtag basketball.com is your one stop shop for fantasy basketball tools. They got a lot of really great premium tools out there, trade analyzers, projections from our good friend Mark Roberts. Go check out hashtag basketball.com right now. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, Michael, it is a great day. We are going to talk about a very fun topic, so I am excited. Yeah, we are going to talk about the best way to spit in Chris Paul's face. So is it like a, a loogie or is it just more like a spritz? Like which dude, one do you the, is the best? Dude, Rondo went with a spritz smartly. That way, you know, if you go with a spritz, then you can be like, I didn't mean to spit in his face. It's hard to I, tell. It's hard to tell. They caught him on camera, though. Yeah, but like if you go for the spritz, you can just be like, oh, that was an accident, bro. I didn't mean to do that. Whereas if you go for the straight loogie, like there's no denying that. There's no denying that one. Yeah, if you're going for a full hawk, like, you know, your hawk are all over Chris Paul's <laughs> face, he's going to have evidence, like, dripping off his, his, his eyes, you know? Like, I just couldn't happen to a better two, uh, two players to ha- get punched in the face and spit on and um, screw both of them. So, but uh, but a very a very short suspension for all of them. That's exactly what I was going to say, man. Like, four games is nothing. Yeah, I was really surprised by that. I thought it was going to be like 10 and like eight and eight and we got four and three and two. Yeah. There was some real, like real punches thrown. And I, you know, I, a little, if it, maybe if it isn't Chris Paul, this is a little longer. Uh, then again, Rondo threw Kirk Heinrich into a scoring table and didn't even get kicked out of a game. So, you know, there's a history of Rondo not getting the fair punishment that he deserves, but uh, Ingram getting the most punishment there. I completely agree with that. Uh, maybe don't run up on somebody and punch him in the back of the head. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that your life, your life tip? For I mean, unless like, run up on someone and punch them in the back of the head. Listen, <laughs> is, it, unless your like life is on the line or like your f- family is being threatened. Like uh, there's only, there's some certain circumstances where you could go punch somebody in the back of the head when they aren't looking. But when two people are squaring up to fight, it's a regular fight. Stay the hell out of it. Yeah, I mean, I, that that whole situation was just. I mean, let's full on. This is not a full on street fight, y'all. This was on an NBA court, but they actually threw punches. It was pretty exciting. Uh, but let's talk about the most popular. I guess is this the most popular. This is probably the most popular topic that we get hit up on throughout the year. Uh, our buy lows for the. Uh, I guess the first week or so of the, of the season, a lot of slow starts out there. Uh, these, it's a little too early, I think, to as we keep saying to panic. So don't. Uh, but it's also hard to get a buy low past someone who has obviously been a really good draft pick. It's only three or four games, so you know, like Carl Anthony Towns is having a really slow start. I really doubt you're going to be able to sneak a, a buy low past the owner of, uh, of Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned this in the, in the sell highs when we did. I think any top three round pick is just it's always difficult to buy or sell in any way except for for fair value, and it just has a lot to do with like level of attachment to those players. Yeah, if you think you could like kind of like sneak out a deal for uh cat daddy or Kyrie Irving or whatever. Uh I think Oladipo 
a guy that uh we you know we were saying like if those steals and blocks revert you know isn't going to be as as wealthy as he once was uh it's a well, small and- sample size like but you know there there it is Let's let's throw out the the, the, the big three first round players. Which I think are struggling the most, right? Because Towns at least had a good game. Right? True. That last game for Minnesota, Towns was good. So the guys, three guys struggling the most, if you ask me, and then picked in the top three rounds are Victor Oladipo, they're Draymond Green, and the other guy just slipped right out of my head just as I was saying it. Um, so maybe you can help me. Oh my God, who who was it? Oh, Kyrie uh, Irving. Uh, Kyrie Irving, yes. Yeah. So, you know, those guys. Okay, they're struggling a little bit. But even if you're going to buy low on them, like how low is anyone really going to take? So, okay, you picked Kyrie Irving to pick 25 and someone might give you pick 20. You know, I mean, you might be able to sell them for pick 28. Let's let's even say Mike Connolly was doing well, which is, you know, not really. He's fine, Uh, right? He's he's playing fine. But let's say Mike Connolly was doing really well and Kyrie Irving was doing worse. You really think that guy who owns Kyrie Irving is going to – Trade you for Mike Connolly. And so I think at that point, right, like you're trading a guy of like almost the exact same value. So at that point, like, is that even really a good move for you? Like if you move up a spot or two in the draft, well, if you felt a little bit better about that other player, okay. But at the same time, like, I think you're going to kick yourself if for whatever reason the guy you trade for gets hurt. And the guy you didn't trade, you know, is the player you thought he was going to be all along. So those aren't ever the kind of moves I'm trying to make. It's just like, I feel like, I mean, how low are you really going to sell Victor Oladipo, right? Like if someone picked him in the top 12, which happened in like every Yahoo league I was in, what are you going to get? If you're going to sell your guy, you picked at 20 for him. Well, is Victor Oladipo going to be that much better than whoever you picked to pick 20? Be that Jimmy Butler, be that. I mean, yeah, I it's a bit of a shuffling of chairs. Like maybe if you can sneak in, like maybe if you wanted to do Kyrie Irving for Oladipo because you don't really need Kyrie Irving stats, you'd rather have Victor Oladipo stats. Okay, cool. Do that. That's fine. Yeah. So, so like, just, that's all you're going to The only advantage you're going to get is like if your team build kind of needs one guy over the other. And so we're not going to mention any of those players. Like the highest picked player on this list was picked outside of the top 30. I think, yeah, yeah, you're right. Some of these guys were pick even lower. And I'm going to start with your your boy, your favorite player of all time, Slick Rick Rubio, who is really having a, uh, a pretty awful start to the season. Um, just really not got his uh, shot under him at all. Uh, really uh, not even like putting in a, a, in a dent on, uh, on leading that team in anything. You're shooting 20 currently ranked in the bottom 200 really doesn't have a good game under him uh even though that second game you know 13 and 10 is kind of like a ricky rubio ish but uh the steals are not there and the shooting is completely gone so if we look past the first game the numbers look a lot a lot better though one uh, what was like one for eight two for eight there in the second game or the third game i mean so yeah, so like it's been two bad games. Don't get me wrong, but the steals aren't there yet. He's got two and three games. We've seen Ricky Rubio be one of the best steal guys in the NBA for the last how many seasons has he played in the NBA now, Mike? Uh, thirty-five. You know what I'm saying? Like every year he's played, he's been one of the better steal guys in the league. So to think he's not going to be, you know, 
averaging more than 1.5 steals a game, right? This is eighth season. I think that's pretty safe to, to come back. He's going to give you – I mean, he's still averaging six assists a game, which is more than he got last year. And the real thing is he's just not scoring because he's shooting 25%. Yeah, this this fits a narrative of uh, of what we said going into the season this year. Uh, a lot of people last year saw Ricky Rubio's stats and said, "Wow, he had a really uh, pretty crappy season. Uh, he really fell off." Uh, in the second half, though, Ricky Rubio was actually an incredibly good fantasy player. Now he's starting, and now he's starting out the season very poorly. Uh, there's a chance that the guy who drafted him maybe didn't want him, but he was available. Maybe didn't know he wanted him isn't really too high on Ricky Rubio in the first place. So you might be able to swindle that guy with a, you know, a barely a top 100 player to uh, move Ricky Rubio over to your team. Right. And Ricky Rubio is a slow starter every year, a little bit. Yeah, he is a slow starter. I mean, if you look historically throughout his career, like he's always been significantly worse in those first couple months. And then he kind of turns it on as the season comes on. There is a lot of players I think you could probably, you know, swap Ricky Rubio for that are significantly worse players than him. Um, And Drogic's been playing out of his mind. Yeah. Right? He has. I'd offer that today, and I'd be happy when the guy said yes. Um, You know, there's Tim Hardaway Jr. Talked about his great start in the last episode. Do that. Serge Ibaka, do that. Like, all these guys, do it, man. Just just float an offer for, like, a top a – barely a top 100 player for Ricky Rubio and be like, just hope See the guy plays. And yeah. here's the other thing, okay? So you might offer your player you picked right around 100, and he might come back with a player like the player you picked in the round before that. So be that, like, pick 80-something. He's like, oh, I want a little bit of upgrade. Okay, well, uh, that's still a pretty good haul for Ricky Rubio. Exactly. So – that's kind of was, where I'd I'd start the conversation, be like, hey, you know, maybe you pick a different position and say, hey, my team needs a point guard. Thought maybe you'd want to trade Rubio. Here's this guy. Maybe he comes back with something. I still think Ricky Rubio finishes the season in the top fifty. You heard it here, uh, Ricky Rubio, top fifty player. Next guy on the list, uh, really uh, another. Just poor shooting start. Jamal Murray, a guy we said who is going to be very good. And I still fully believe in Jamal Murray. There's just absolutely no reason not to believe in Jamal Murray based on his season last year. So, uh, so he this is playing one, a little injured, right? Yes. This one's hilarious to me, too, that people are, are asking me, should I drop this player? Because look at his stats minus the shooting percentages and the points. Like, literally, go to Basketball Reference right now. I'll give you a second to Google it and look at his stats. They are exactly the same, except for he's missing his shots right now. Therefore, he has less points. Every other stat, he averaged 0.3 blocks last season, 0.3 blocks right now. He averaged one steal, one steal. 3.4 assists, 3.3 assists so far. 3.7 rebounds, 3.3 rebounds so far. Pretty much every stat there is, like, almost exactly identical. The only thing is he shot 13.1 field goal attempts last year. He's shooting 13 exactly this year. The difference is he shot 45% last year. He's shooting 30% through three games. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a little bit harder. You know, Ricky Rubio doesn't have, like, a game. He's got one Ricky Rubio game, right? Well, uh, Jamal Murray's got a, 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 a peak Jamal Murray game 
against, of course, it was Phoenix. But And so uh, here's, here's why I debated putting this player on there. I think he was a little overdrafted, and I think we talked about that. Like, yeah. he was a guy getting picked in, like, 35, 40, and we talked about him being more of a 50-ranked player, right? Like, yeah. they thought he was going a, a little solid bit. solid 50 player. So it might be a little harder to buy low on this guy because, like, you might only be able to trade him for, like, 50. But here's the other thing about buying a player like this. He's 21 years old. He took a big leap last season. There's the potential that he takes another pretty good-sized leap in year three. Yeah, and Will Barton's out now, too. So uh, they're going to rely on Jamal Murray a little bit more. And I think it's good. Like I said, it's going to be hard because that Phoenix game, if you own him, you go, well, this is what he can do. So even though he only had three points in the next game, I, I'm still willing to hold on to him. So like, it's going to be harder to get Jamal Murray. But if someone is I'm, pissed off about owning Jamal Murray, it's a good time to strike. I've got four guys. I'd like to ask you, who would you rather have? Okay. Okay. Now we'll play the in the vacuum a little bit because some of these guys are big men. And obviously that's going to come down to what your team needs. That's true. Um, but here are four guys who were definitely drafted after Jamal Murray. And we can debate on which guy we'd rather have um, if you want. So here we go. You ready for the first one? I am ready. Mr. Jared Allen. That's a tough – That now that's a legitimately good question. Right? And, and in a lot of leagues, Murray was picked like – some of them were pretty close to 20 spots ahead. I, I might go Jared Allen there, actually. Yeah, and that one's tough because they're both young guys who could get a lot better. I just like the I, I like the fact that Jared Allen is a harder player to replicate. While if you have Gary Harris, you do not need Jamal Murray. Well, and we've talked about this in the preseason. I think Gary Harris is better than Jamal Murray. We said it a lot, and I think it's going to be much better this year. So there's that one. Okay, how about Enos Cantor, who's playing pretty much out of his oh, mind right now? Oh, I love you. I love Enos Cantor in a vacuum. Oh, I love you. I love you, Edis Cantor. Um, Jamal Murray. Yeah, I think that's the swap you make, and I think that's the swap people will do right now because they're like, oh, my God, look at those points and rebounds from Edis Cantor. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna, I would say uh, in a vacuum, I would rather have Jamal Murray for the rest of the season than Enos Cantor. But for the first half of this season, I would, I think I'd rather have Enos Cantor because we talked about this a lot going into the season – who the hell is going to be trying to get Enos Cantor's minutes? A lot of people started drafting Mitchell Robinson. That was a joke. Like, Enos Cantor was going to clean up. He is cleaning up, and he will continue to clean up until the Knicks uh, decide to bring back Porzingis, and I, I, I'm not sure when they're going to even do that. Okay, I'm with you on that, and I think Enos Cantor is always underrated in fantasy. Just in general, I think that he gets picked too low far too often. Yeah, if you care about percentages, if you're in a, especially if you're in a roto league, he is a fantastic pick. All right, so my last two. Okay. Should I go for the man close to your heart or the man not close to your heart first? Which uh, would you rather hear? Save, save the guy I like for last. Okay, Blake Griffin. He's been doing awesome. Oh, that's a, that's a tough choice, actually. To me, that's to me that's a really smart move because I don't trust Blake Griffin to stay healthy. I don't either. I'm taking oh. I'm taking Murray. So if I can sell Griffin relatively high and buy a guy like Jamal Murray, I will do that 10 times out of 10. Now, I wouldn't have drafted Blake Griffin, so I don't have to worry about yeah. it. But... Never have to worry about that. I mean, Blake did just score 50 points the other night. So 
that's impressive. And Blake Griffin is going to be a fantastic fantasy player until he gets injured. Yeah. And so there's that. Um, and so then the last guy is your man, the man hitting everything for the New Orleans Pelicans right now. Yo, Nico. It's the beardless, the beardless Nico. Man, that's a you really you really picked some good uh, picks here. Th- these are not these are not one and done type of like no no thought process type of type of picks here. Um, oh, who would I rather? This, have? Is the, this is the kind of trade you're gonna have to make, right? Like if you want to buy low on Jamal Murray, who was picked in that 35 to 40 range, like you're going to have to give up someone picked just outside the top 50 to do it. Like you're not going to, you're not going to buy low and just give away like Jabari Parker, who's been crap, right? Like you're going to have to give away someone who else is good. You're right. I want Nico though, because I think the Pelicans team is playing at a really high pace. I think anyone who plays around Anthony Davis is going to thrive. And I think they've really figured out that offense. So I'm taking Nico. And here's the other thing I'll say about, about buying Jamal Murray is he's not a great steals and blocks contributor, and he's not a great rebounds and assists contributor. So like he just, he needs to do a little bit more to really get my fantasy fantasy tongue wet. Well, he's a, he's across the board type of player. So he does everything just uh, well, or a little bit more than well. And that adds up over a three to four game period over the week. You got a guy who's contributing and everything just a little bit. Yeah. And, but in a head to head league, I guess I might want some of these other players because like, I feel like Jared Allen's going to give me one of the better block totals in the league. I feel like Enos Cantor is going to be one of the better rebounds rebounders in the league. I feel like Nico Meritage could be elite in three pointers. Like they're giving me an elite category. Whereas Jamal Murray, okay, maybe you could say free throw percentage, but he's not taking a high volume. So even that, like he's not really giving me anything elite. He's just good. Just good. Yeah. We talk about the importance of streaming, uh, especially in a head to head league is that you do want those players who can get you like, you know, guaranteed eight rebounds tonight. And uh, with uh, Jamal Murray, if he's not just kind of like a guy you plug and forget, if you really need someone to fit a, a different type, type of role, then Jamal Murray is just less valuable to you. Yeah, so I, I mean, I don't know. I, I think float some offers and maybe you go even a little lower than the players I mentioned. You know, maybe you go down to that kind of next tier where you're floating out a Zach Levine, right? Like if I could make the Zach Levine for Jamal Murray trade, I'd do that in an instant. Um. And and maybe you don't get that, and so then you got to make a decision if you want Jamal Murray or not. You're gonna probably gonna have to pay for him. You probably will. Uh, another another guy who is um, one of our favorite players to talk about, right in this kind of similar range uh, as well. Robert Covington, off to an aggressively slow start, but we know as beautiful Bob Covington fans that he is a streaky player, and he will. Uh, he'll be a top 20 player for a stretch at some point in this season. He will be a bottom 20 player at some point in this season. And it almost seems like he is uh, turning it around just a little bit already. So um, Bob Covington, you got him as a, as as a buy low guy, uh, but he is currently ranked per game 38th. Yeah. So he had a good game tonight. Yes. Um, And his third game against Detroit, which, um, this maybe give you a little bit inside baseball and when we recorded this. Um, 
here's the thing I'll say about Robert Covington. He doesn't do anything sexy. So people are always willing to sell a guy like this a little bit low. And they don't recognize that he's a great steal guy or that he gets you close to a block a game. He's owned in 27% of ESPN leagues. Yeah, and it's that down. has to be wrong. Dude, listen, listen to that this. has to be wrong. ESPN so, has, has a bug. It's wrong. Listen to this, though. It's I don't think it's wrong, but maybe it is, and we can debate about that. He was owned in 33% of leagues on Sunday when I was looking up the, the list for my we could call him on hashtag basketball, and now it's down six percent. Yeah, that six percent people sound. dropped Robert Gummington for no reason. Okay? There is something going on on ESPN's site that is incorrect. He's at over ninety on Yahoo's site. I just I don't think we can rely on those ESPN owned numbers at this time. Okay, that's that's fair, and maybe that's the case. Here's the reason I'll say you buy him low though. Look at the historical data. No one thinks he's going to play 34 minutes. No one really thinks, right? And if people have owned, especially if they're smart people in New League have owned Covington there, they think, just like Mike said, that he's real streaky. So now he's played a couple good games. And they're probably thinking, oh, God, but that cold streak's coming where he shoots like 30% for a while. Oh, man, should I, should I just trade Covington now? If I come in with a good offer on Covington, and in most leagues, Covington was picked outside the top 50. Am I wrong about that? Uh, yeah, majority leagues. I think Covington is right in that 40 to 60 range somewhere. Safely. Safely in that 40 to 60 range. So if I come with a good offer, uh, a Zach Levine, uh, here's a guy, a guy that's been playing real good, a rookie. This one might be a little get at a gamble because he's obviously going to get some good minutes now. Jaron Jackson Jr., right? Like, okay. talking, give me, a, like, the safety of Robert Covington over a Jaron Jackson Jr. I might make yeah. that trade. I, I, I like that. Um, Goran Dragic, we talked about him. He's been playing out of his mind. Maybe I can make that deal. I'm looking to make a deal here for a guy not another one, like, super low-valued. Just someone where I could kind of sneak in there and get Covington right now and enjoy the fruits of Robert Covington all season. The good steals, yeah. the good blocks, the good threes. Bob Covington is a fantasy player's um, like gold, basically. he's He always is. He's been known in the fantasy world for years and years. Good players always have him on his, on his team. I think people finally found out about him recently over the last season or two. Uh, but even the casual fan just couldn't pick Bob Covington out in the lineup. So... Uh, I, I like any scenario that gets Bob Covington on your roster. Uh, let's talk about one of the more uh, bigger names that we have on this list. Um, and I think a very um, public uh, name and a public slow start, uh, Gordon Hayward, currently per game ranked 82nd, averaging only uh, 11.7 points a game, shooting 42%. Even his free throws are around 66%, 67%. Really incredibly slow start to Gordon Hayward, but like that's to be expected, right? He's coming off a season-long injury. He's playing himself back into shape. He's playing himself uh, basically back into the ability to play basketball at the highest level. It was always going to take a while for Gordon Hayward to get up to speed 
this seems like a this seems kind of like a long term no brainer. Where if you can get if you could sell real low, or you could if you could buy real low, excuse me, Gordon Hayward, why wouldn't you? Yeah, if I can buy Gordon Hayward for any player drafted outside the top fifty, that's a move I'm making ten seconds from now. Yeah, I'd rather have Bob Covington, but other than Bob Covington, Gordon Hayward, I think makes a lot of sense for you to send your, uh, like you said, your Zach Levines, your Tyrion Princes, even uh, in that direction. Yeah, right. And there's a there's a new there's numerous guys. Josh Richardson's playing well. You got to tell me I can trade Josh Richardson for. Yeah, we're Hayward? we're a little we're a little down on Josh Richardson. He might be better than we are going to give him credit for, but like. You know, I'm still – something doesn't pass the smell test with Josh Richardson. Yeah, so make that move. That's a move I am making, at, you know, 100% of the time. Sell people on – ooh, you know, the Celtics got a lot of guys. They're going to share the ball. They might not play Gordon Hayward a ton. You know what I mean? And and get yourself some Gordon Hayward because I think it's going to be a great season for Hayward. Yeah, I think he will pick it up. It might take – you know what? It, it might take a month. It might take more than a month, but I think Gordon Hayward will be playing back into a top 50 for him uh, at some point. Last Wouldn't guy- it surprise you too if we're looking at this at November 23rd, right? Exactly one month from, from when we record this, and Gordon Hayward's already averaging like 17 points a game and playing 30 minutes and being the old Gordon Hayward. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all. If no. He- caught it fast zero zero percent i think people keep saying well there's a lot of mouths to feed on the boston celtics y'all it's like yeah, well yeah there is um does that mean gordon hayward's gonna average 20 points and no probably not uh Kyrie Irving's gonna get his uh and i think you've seen as this season started they continue to uh defer to jason tatum a guy that we were not high enough on you know i i, I regret not um kind of reading through the tea leaves because that's that's those are hard tea leaves to read. You, you figure Kyrie's coming back, Hayward's coming back. Uh, but Jason Tatum, it does seem like the kind of the de facto go-to scorer at this point on that team. That's going to adjust, uh, and it's going to be more well-rounded, and they're probably going to take turns over the years once Kyrie and Hayward get into, um, into form. So, you know, I, I do expect bumps from all, all of them. Uh, Tatum... Maybe a little regression for me how he started his first three games, but I'm not too worried about him. I'm not, that's not like a sell high type of guy. Tatum, you don't sell. Yeah, and I think too that they're gonna stagger stagger things up a little bit more um, going forward. Where it's Hayward and Irving, and then it's Tatum and Hayward, and then it's you know what I mean. And so they kind of take turns and they all get their share of the pie. Um, so I'm not never too worried about about that. I mean, look, Golden State's had how many great players for how long and they all eat, man. Everybody eats. That's true. And, and, and also Boston's already played Philly and Toronto. So those are two tough games. Uh, they got, a uh, they barely beat the Knicks and they did lose to Orlando. So, uh, you know, they're going to come up here and feast on some of these trashy, uh, East coast teams here in a little bit, even though they, they barely squeaked out one against a real bad team and then lost to Orlando, which, you know, Hey, stuff happens. Well, and two, I think we see a lot of these teams with new players, and, and we can say Gordon Hayward's played there last year, but he played five minutes. Like, it takes a while to integrate some of these guys and to just get used to playing all together, right? Like, that Celtics lineup that they want to play didn't play together a ton last year, and 
Al Horford's now playing center, so that he's adjusting to that a little bit. And they're just – it's a work in progress for them. But when they well, catch it, they're going to catch it quick, man. And real quick, let's just mention the obvious that I think we just glossed over. Gordon Hayward's on a minutes restriction. He's playing 25 minutes a game. That's going to go back up to 30. So uh, those minutes will go up as the season progresses, and that means more usage. That means more touches, more scoring, more everything. So if you've got people who are – can't read can't read how many minutes per game uh Gordon Hayward's playing because ESPN doesn't have it in their user interface you might want to try to trade for Gordon Hayward well and here's the other thing too is I mean you can sell people sometimes I, I mean we've sold people on this in the past is you can sell a guy in your league on man when's this minutes restriction going to be lifted right like maybe he plays out for the next two months hey right? some people get worried about that kind of stuff and they want to move a player like Hayward. Like, oh god, he's only playing twenty five minutes. How long is that going to last? How many weeks last? am I going to lose? You got to you got to play the 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 player too. Like, you got to go to that team and go. Well, the team with Gordon Hayward is in second to last place. Uh, I'm going to trade this sucker a couple guys just to make him feel like he's well, okay. I've Gordon Hayward on my team. He's only played twenty five minutes a game. It's bullshit. You know, you can you can sucker people out like that because they're a little desperate to win here at the beginning of the season, even though there are plenty and plenty of weeks to go. Speaking of last place, Michael. Don't know what you're talking about. Who is in last place in Mike Michael's boring redraft listener league with all the fans? I'm I'm guessing it might be Tyler, but I don't know. I haven't checked it out lately. Who is in last place over there? Oh, Michael, you're, I won my first matchup and I'm in third place. Yeah, no, I haven't, uh, you know, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't checked that league in a little while, so I, I don't know. Michael not winning a category in dead last place in week one. Yeah, not a, not a good start. <laughs> not a good start at all. So, but I, like I said, it is a long uh, season, but when you have Ben Simmons, her and Chris Dunn, her and, um, uh, Rondo suspended uh, longer season than I thought it would be. Also, a lot of my later picks not panning out at all. So uh, I'm going to have to make some moves here in a little bit, but it's way too early to panic. I don't panic in the first two weeks. I just was surprised when I looked down, and so I'm like, <laughs> not winning a category. Taking uh, so was I. So was I. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the last guy on this list. Uh, another big name, Clay Thompson. Currently, per game, ranked 183rd, scoring only uh, – still playing 33 minutes, but only scoring uh, 14 points a game, hitting less than a three a game, and only shooting 37%. I think so, there's some pretty obvious regression to the mean that is going to happen here. Yeah, and this is where I, I kind of wanted to go with this. This is why I put him on the list. Um all the Warriors, right? Other than Curry, Curry's playing well. Draymond Green struggling. Uh, hey, by the way, I want to give a shout out to uh, to you, Tyler, and, and to myself. Uh, remember when we said everybody was uh, skipping over Steph Curry in the first round, and that was a really dumb idea, and that he should be a top four pick, and that he could be the best player uh, in the fantasy uh, world this year. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and wager that you know. Mm-hmm. He might be going for another MVP right now, so you probably should have uh, took our advice and drafted Steph Curry. Uh, not, you know, maybe in that top four instead of waiting to like the ninth or tenth pick. ESPN just released some rankings yesterday. Oh God! And Steph Curry was ranked twelfth. 
like fantasy rankings or human uh no, no, they were rankings? they were fantasy rankings for like point for their standard points league which maybe their standard points league has a different well, well if it does they need to adjust that to uh to adhere to the greatness of Steph Curry but guess who was number 11 this oh oh man this was so good this was so good uh, Joel Embiid LaMarcus Aldridge wow <laughs> hey Aldridge is having a good start Okay, well, you guys could all have the Marcus Aldridge over Steph Curry. That then, yeah, you, you enjoy that's, it. That's one of the dumbest things I've heard. Um, so apparently, this is our annual. Uh, this is our daily throw throw some shade on them. Um, f- poor guys. And maybe they, maybe they'll hit us up. Maybe they'll get us to, get us over there. Yeah, help them one, out one of these days. Uh, um, but no, Clay Thompson also mild left ankle sprain. So um, that's that's okay. So that's part of it, right? He's probably absolutely. play on Wednesday, but he's hurt. He's not shooting the ball well. Everyone's worried about the Warriors resting these guys 10, 15, 20 games, right? That's what we heard. We that was the pushback we got when we were saying pick Steph Curry high. Clay Thompson's gonna score you 20 points a game. Clay Thompson's gonna be a top 30 fantasy player at the end of the season. Clay Thompson is just really, really good, guys. Do do me a favor, um, everybody out there, all the listeners, go out there and look at what he did uh, the last three years, and you you just really you probably won't find a more consistent player. That is just what he does. He's averaged 0.8 steals for three straight seasons. Uh, like he is just consistent. He knows his place on this team. And it is going to be a twenty-point score with three three-pointers per game. So I've got I've got two guys. I'm going to so throw them out there him. right here, and I think I can I think I can take both guys and get Clay Thompson for them. First one, okay. Demar Derozan. Yeah, you definitely can. Right, and Demar Derozan's playing out of his mind right now. I don't think that keeps up. I think Pop limits the minutes at some point. And he'll revert to the main as well. Like, yeah, and I think I think I'd rather have Clay Thompson. And the second guy was a guy you just mentioned, Mr. Jason Tatum. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You definitely. I, I don't know if you definitely can, but I would make. I would trade. I'd rather have Clay Thompson. Yeah, and so I think that's just the guy. Maybe you can float an offer and get get Clay Thompson. And you know, I, people panic way too much about things that aren't even real things, like something. We'll talk about this with Vucevic. Man, Vucevic had a triple double, and, and a guy hit me up on Twitter. He's like, "Should I trade Vucevic now?" I'm like, uh, "Maybe." No. I'm like, no. Like, I'm like, no. who can you get? And I'm like, he's like named a couple players. Like, he thought he could get. And I'm like, man, I think Vucevic is better than those guys. Like, in the whole season. I mean, I t- I said it in our bold predictions, right? He's a top 35 player, I think. Like, Vucevic is always real good, and you know. Uh, Steve Clifford said it the other day. I think it was, you know, he said that Bamba's really not ready to play in the NBA. And it's something I've been saying ever since they drafted him. Like most draft experts said he's just not ready. He's just not going to be ready from day one. His body's not there yet. And so sure. They might trade Vucevic at some point, whatever, whatever. I think they know Vucevic is their best player. So you take that for what it's worth. I think he ends this whole season on the magic. I think he ends up a top 35 player and, Maybe he's a guy you can buy low on because other people aren't viewing him that way. I don't know, but yeah, maybe. Uh, we said it early and often. Uh, you even went so far to say he's top thirty-five player, but they're gonna want to not 
look embarrassingly terrible. They're going to want to, um, you know, look competent as a franchise. And they were going to play Vujovic uh, as much, enough to be fantasy relevant. And if he happened to play more, well, then he's a, a top tier fantasy player. And right now he's playing a little bit more. He might revert back to like 20 some minutes a game, but like, who cares? Like the, unless you think you can trade him for Carl Anthony Towns, which you're not going to, um, he's fantastic and you should hold on to him. Yeah. So, I mean, just, just don't take the bait. All right. I'll list my five honorable mentions. Um, and we don't even have to talk about these guys unless you want to. Um, so the five honorable mentioned by Lowe's Brandon Ingram, um, two guys who haven't played a game yet, and John Collins and Ronda Hollis Jefferson, Kyle Anderson. I understand he's not starting, but Chandler Parsons is made of glass and is now already hurt. So go out there and buy Kyle Anderson real fast if you can. And Dennis Smith Jr. is a guy who maybe gets dropped in your league. He's been pretty bad. And yes, he's going to be inefficient as far as percentages, but he averaged 15 and five last year 15 points, five assists a game. And I don't see any reason he probably can't do that in year number two, especially with the increase in pace for the Mavericks. So um, there's five guys, that other guys that maybe you can buy. So, I mean, there's 10 people you can go out and try to buy low on. I like that. Those are all really good buy low candidates. Tyler, uh, Tyler, do you have anything to plug right now? Um, You can go out on hashtag basketball. You can check out my weekly uh, – it's basically a weekly streaming article. Um, I write it every week. Uh, it's going to come up on Sunday mornings this week. We had a little technical difficulties on getting it up. Um, but the theory is I go through the back-to-backs and pseudo back-to-backs for daily leagues, and I recommend 10 guys for weekly leagues that you can pick up and throw in your roster and get some good stats, and it saves you some pickups, and it helps you maximize your games and head-to-head leagues, which is an easy way to win. Um so, yeah, I've been writing that. And then if you are just a big Luka Doncic guy, um, after every game I curate the highlights, which he had an incredible pass against your Bulls. I don't know if you caught that. It was Michael. great. Uh, I, I was there. I, was, I wasn't there, but I watched the damn thing. Um, and so I, I do that, and you can check that out. And it's it's worth your time because he's just incredible and he does a lot of incredible things with the ball and he's got a, such a good handle and such good IQ and passing ability that he can make some defenders look real silly real fast. Yeah, he is uh he, he is fun to watch and I think I'm pre- I'm pretty sure I'm going to go to the uh the game that Dallas uh when Dallas gets to Chicago. I'm going to I'm definitely going to go to that game. Um, just to see Doncic play and, and 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 pay my respects to Dirk, even though I have seen Dirk before, but you cannot see Dirk enough. You know, everyone should go see, check out Dirk at some point this season. Uh, Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P Watts, and you can find me at Watch the Boxes, guys. If you like the show, rate, review us, send us feedback, or join our Patreon subscribers get exclusive content. Um, throughout the season that is patreon.com slash watching the boxes and we will catch you next time